From the Blue Ridge Mountains to the Chesapeake Bay, Virginia is a mecca for outdoor travel and adventure. Virginia Outdoor Adventures podcast is the ultimate guide for local outdoor recreation, including hiking, camping, kayaking, and so much more. Get the information and the inspiration to plan your own adventure right here in Virginia. I'm your host, Jessica Bowser. In this season three trailer, my friend Jacqueline, better known as RVA Hiker Girl, joins me for a sneak peek into upcoming episodes. Jacqueline and I discuss the diversity of outdoor recreation activities in Virginia, the connectedness of the outdoor community, and the listener input I received that led to the selection of new content for season three, which launches one week from today on October 18th. Subscribe to Virginia Outdoor Adventures wherever you listen to podcasts. If you're already a fan of the show, tap the share button in your podcast player and post your favorite episode on Facebook or Twitter, or text it directly to your adventure-loving friends. Learn more at virginiaoutdooradventures.com. Adventure on. Jacqueline, welcome back to Virginia Outdoor Adventures. Oh, thanks. I am thrilled to be back for season three with you this year. Can you even believe we're in season three? You were one of my guests in season one. I know. I'm so proud of this podcast and just all of the amazing episodes that you've had. And I am an avid listener. So yes, I'm excited about all of the new topics you're going to be talking about for this new season. I'm super excited too. So this podcast was a pandemic project for anybody who doesn't know. So in 2020, when we were all in lockdown, I was trying to figure out what I was going to do with my time. And I had over the years, so many friends say to me, you should write a book or start a blog. And I thought, yeah, that's a great idea. But who has time for that? And so then, <laughs> then the pandemic happened. And I don't know where the idea for a podcast came from, but somehow it came to me and I went with it and it just sort of took off and it's been growing ever since. So to think that we're now moving into season three is just amazing to me. You know, the number of listeners has doubled since the second season. And I get messages from people all the time saying that they enjoy the show or they find it helpful. They use it as a resource. But the things that I did not expect were the listeners who messaged me to say that this podcast has helped them through a rough time, like such as the pandemic or something personal going on in their lives where they were looking to get outside side more. And this podcast helped them do that. And it helped them find a little bit of peace or a little bit of stress release uh, by being out by being outside. Or, you know, they tell me that it brought their families or their friends together in the outdoors and introduced them to new people and new opportunities. And that is really touching. And I love getting those kinds of messages. I'm sure you probably get that kind of stuff too with your YouTube channel and all the followers that you have there. Yeah, it it's really is amazing to hear positive feedback from what you're doing and knowing that you're having just a great impact on people. And so, yeah, definitely kudos to you and this podcast and all the people that it is reaching and providing just great information for. Thank you. And that's what you do too. And that's why I asked you to come back on to help me with this trailer. So like I said, you were a guest in season one, and that was episode eight for anybody who's looking for it and maybe hasn't listened to it yet and wants to go back. I highly encourage everybody to listen to it because it was such a great episode. Um, it's called Trip Planning and Trail Recommendations with RVA Hiker Girl, which is uh, the name that you go by online. So do you want to talk a little bit about what your YouTube channel and your content is about? Because it's 
such a wonderful resource for people. Sure. So yeah, my channel on YouTube is RVA Hiker Girl and same thing on Instagram. And basically I started my channel going on four years ago. And basically it was just to provide information for people who were searching for hikes and places to camp. Because sometimes if you Google that stuff, you just can't find specific information that you're looking for. So I always wanted to be uh, just a different sort of resource for people. And, uh, you know, I always tell people on my channel, if you need information about camping or hiking or anything, just send me a message, a DM on Instagram or comment on one of my YouTube videos. And I love helping people and connecting people with the outdoors. Um, But yeah, so the channel really has grown quite a bit over the past four years. And I talk about a lot of different things, but I always have focused right here in my home state. I'm a native Virginian and I love Virginia and everything there is to do here in the outdoors. So I really have always focused on local hikes in Richmond, which is where I got my trail name, RBA, and beyond out to the mountains, out to the beach. I talk about places to camp. I talk about um, multi-day hikes and backpacking, food, um, gosh, clothing, how to, how to get out there solo, things you need to know. And yeah, it's just, uh, it has really grown a lot. And I'm just happy that I'm able to help people when they're uh, looking for some of this information out there. Yeah. So when you and I recorded that episode back in season one, I remember this was just as the Blue Ridge Tunnel opened up that trail that goes through the mountain. And we were talking about that and you had just posted a video about it. And earlier today, I went to your YouTube channel and it turns out that that video you made about the tunnel is like still one of the most popular ones you've ever posted. It actually is. You are right. And it, it, you know, it's such a unique place to go hike and it is not a difficult hike. So it's great for families and even it's ADA accessible. So I think when a a hike like that can reach so many different types of people and their mobility issues of all ages, I think that's why that particular video really exploded and got really big for me. Right. And it is it is really proving to be popular. It's so unique. You know, I think that's really what it is all about. You need a flashlight or a headlamp or something if you're going to go on that hike. And I just see people posting about it all the time. So clearly, it you know, it's drawing people from all over the state. Absolutely. You and I were on a fishing trip recently. (laughs) We were. Which was awesome. And uh, I bring this up because we talk a lot about hiking and camping and even backpacking. But there's so much to do in Virginia that is beyond that. And I have noticed over the last two seasons of podcasting that whenever I put an episode out about hiking, it performs really well. And I, you know, I think it's pretty obvious why. Like hiking is pretty accessible for most people. It doesn't require a lot of gear. It doesn't require, you know, uh, it's not a bit, it's not really expensive. It's, you know, sometimes it's just as simple as putting one foot in front of the other, right? So we all love hiking, but there's so much more to do than that. And uh, you introduced me to something that I've never done before, which is (laughs) deep sea fishing. And that was so cool. 
Yeah. So I had gone out earlier in the summer on a cobia fishing trip and a cobia, just in case no one knows about a cobia fish, it is a saltwater fish and they're migratory. And the season in Virginia is June 15th to September 15th. So you have a small window and I went out and I caught a 44 inch cobia and the struggle to get that fish in the boat was unlike any other adrenaline rush I think I've ever had. And so after that, I was like, okay, I want to get more people involved with saltwater fishing. And so I thought, why not have a girl's trip and introduce some of my girlfriends to something new and get out there and enjoy the Chesapeake Bay and all of its beauty and try to catch some fish. And we definitely did that. No, we sure did. And (laughs) it was wild. I had no idea what Cobia was. So when you were messaging us and saying, you know, let's go on this fishing trip, we're going to catch some Cobia. I was like, I have no idea what she's talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone needs to check out the video that we posted of this, but it looked like a shark (laughs) on the end of the fishing line. It was so big and it kind of has the shape of a shark too. So it literally looks like you're reeling in a shark. It, and it's it's a fighter. It's it that fish thrashes when you are trying to reel it in. So it really does put up a fight. It's a big difference between like just casting a line and freshwater and catching a bass or whatever. I mean, this is a big fish. So yeah, it it's just super exciting when you land one and you pull it pull it on board. And it's a keeper. Um, it has to be forty inches long to be a keeper. And uh, our day was actually a little bit slow. We only caught one, but we did catch some Spanish mackerel and. A it was a blue fish. I think mm-hmm. it was, was the other fish that we caught. So yeah, it, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. And I'll tell you a little secret. If we hadn't caught any fish, I would have had just as much fun. <laughs> oh, it was beautiful out there that day. I mean, just being out on the Chesapeake Bay and we left from Pocosin um, of Virginia. The Pocosin is just a little town on the East coast of Virginia. And then we could see the Eastern shore. We went down to the Chesapeake Bay bridge tunnel, which is phenomenal to be able to take your boat under the bridge there versus us always driving across it. So that definitely gave a different perspective on this trip as well. Yeah, I thought that was one of the coolest things because whenever you drive over the bridge, you almost always see somebody underneath fishing or boating. And I've always wondered what that perspective would be like, because that's a really long and very interesting bridge. And I thought, well, maybe one of these days I'll get to be down there, but never actually thought I would. And then there I was. (laughs) (laughs) And it was really neat. Fishermen love to fish right there because the fish tend to hang out around um, the bridge. And But also on that trip, we saw stingrays and dolphins, jellyfish. We even saw a sea turtle. So that yes. was really exciting to see. Well, you all saw the sea turtle. I had a little bit of seasickness <laughs> in uh, the back of the boat. True. And it. That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's all right. Next time, I'm definitely going to see the turtle, I hope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but you know what, like, it's not just about getting to try new things. It's also being introduced to all these people has been, um, you know, one of the best parts about doing this podcast. And, you know, you're one of the people that I've got to meet as a result of doing this podcast. And it's just, it's so cool to get to know everybody and to spend time with everybody. And some people, some of these people have become really close friends of mine. Absolutely. And, you know, it's one thing to 
you know, meet new people, but it's another thing to meet new people that are from your state that you live and your state where you'd like to go and do things outdoors because they have a similar mindset that you do. And it's always nice for me to talk shop, like to talk gear with another person. Like I love that because in, in the real world, like outside of my hiking friends, people would look at me like I'm crazy. Like, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> but I could talk to to outdoor people, you know, about this gear and about hikes and places to go. And that's one of my favorite things to do. So yeah, absolutely. The community in Virginia is just extraordinary, like meeting people through, you know, social media and, you know, like you um, on your podcast, like that is definitely a highlight of, um, and why I do a lot of what I do online is, you know, to meet the amazing people. In my old podcast episodes and in the upcoming new ones for this next season, I try to make sure I include a lot of opportunities for people to get involved. So that's why I like to include groups and organizations that are doing things in the outdoors all around the state so that if anybody wants to get involved with an organization, they can do that and they can feel connected and be a part of the community rather than just going out solo or going out with your family and friends. And not that there's anything wrong with that. We should all enjoy that too. But for anybody who's looking to meet new people or looking for that connection, those opportunities are there. Oh, absolutely. There's so many different hiking groups like on Facebook and just all over the internet where you can go out and meet like-minded people if you want to go hiking or, um, gosh, rappelling or bike riding. I mean, there's just so many different resources out there to find someone to hike with if that's what you're looking for. For sure. So we're going to talk about the new season and the episodes that are coming out. But before we do, do you have anything new coming up that you want to share? I'm continuing to travel across the great state of Virginia and something new I've kind of added um, on to um, as I'm traveling to hikes is checking out all the covered bridges in Virginia. Oh, cool. um, they're just beautiful and historic. And, you know, Virginia is loaded with history. And so when you, for me, when I combine history and the outdoors, like that's just a winning combination for me. And also Virginia State Parks is always like on my list of trying to complete to hike in all of them. So I'm continuing to, to, you know, check those off on my list, but fire towers has been really big for me and observation towers. And as I'm planning my hikes, I'm like, okay, where is the, another one that I haven't been to? So just adding different elements like that to, um, for something different, you know, outside of just hiking, you know, in the different areas that I go to. Ah, so I did see you post a picture recently in front of a covered bridge. I didn't realize you were trying to get to all of them. Do you know offhand how many there are? I don't know 100%. I know um, there was one, I think it's called Jack's White Bridge got destroyed by flooding um, within two years. But Humpback is the one that you saw that I went to. But Memes Bottom is mm -hmm. another one. Sinking Creek, Jack's Creek. And they're all throughout the state um, in the southwestern part of Virginia. So definitely that's something if you're looking for some place to go stretch your legs, like look those up and, you know, go check them out. Okay, well, let's jump into the new season. I know that's what people are tuning in for. They want to find out what's coming up in season three. 
I know. I'm excited. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) The first two episodes. Well, first of all, let me back up and start by saying that I asked people all summer long to send me their feedback of what they wanted to hear in season three. And I got lots and lots of messages and emails. And I greatly appreciate everybody sending me their their feedback and their input. And I really read all of it and took it to heart and tried to select episodes that I thought would interest folks. So the first episode is going to be about a topic that I heard from quite a few people that they wanted to know more about, uh, which was like search and rescue and safety in the backcountry and in the wilderness. And so I've combined that with the most popular hike in Virginia. Can you guess what it is, Jacqueline? Oh, um, I would say maybe Old Ragger McAfee. Oh, very good. It is old rag. Those two hikes are probably number one and number two, (laughs) for sure. But yeah, so the first episode is going to be about hiking old rag. And my guest, um, Gabby Dreyfus, is the vice president of the Old Rag Mountain Stewards Organization. And they're a volunteer organization that patrols the mountain. And they educate visitors and they um, assist in any situations where someone's been injured or is having trouble getting off the mountain. She's going to be talking about the hike itself and giving listeners information about what they need to know to prepare for that hike, but then also talking about what Old Rag Mountain Stewards does and their um, how they work with the park on rescues and, and um, ensuring that everybody is safe and enjoying their time on Old Rag. Oh, that sounds great. Because that, that hike, I know a lot of people do get injured because of all the rock scrambling. So that's going to be some really great information that I know people are going to be excited to tune in and listen to. Yeah, I was telling Gabby in the episode when we were recording that I Googled Old Rag Mountain Hike, and you would think that the park page would come up first or, you know, just information about the trail. But instead, it was all this information about injuries (laughs) Yeah, and how challenging it is. And I thought, oh, my gosh, if that's the first thing that comes up, it's a good thing that there is an organization out there that's addressing this. But what's really fascinating about it is that I learned that about, I think it was 25 years ago, if I remember correctly, the park was going to close access to old rag and all of the rock outcrops. So when you think about some of the more iconic places in Shenandoah National Park, like Mary's Rock and Hawksbill and Stony Man, they were going to close access to those because there were so many people going up there. Um, and someone named Andy Nichols, he's a guide, he started working with the park uh, to form a volunteer organization to help out so that they could have people patrolling and keeping the areas safe and and protected so that they wouldn't have to close it. Oh my gosh. Well, many thanks to him because those are some of the, uh, my most favorite hikes in, in Shenandoah as well. So thank you to him for doing everything he's done to keep them open and accessible for everybody. Yeah, so that's going to be the very first episode of season three. I'm very excited. And then the second episode is also a topic that I got a ton of messages about, which actually really surprised me. Um, it started with me posting some, I posted something on Instagram last spring, um, saying that I was thinking about doing an episode about foraging for wild edibles, but I wasn't sure if anybody else would be interested in it. So I asked, like, is this a topic people would be interested in? 
And I was overwhelmed with the number of responses that I got. I couldn't believe it. Everybody, except one person, I have no idea who that one person is. Everybody, like 99% of the responses I got were all yes. And then when that episode didn't come out right away, I started getting messages saying, when's that coming out? <laughs> so um, I have partnered up with Tim McWelch, who owns Advanced Survival Training in Fredericksburg, Virginia. And he is going to be talking about foraging for wild edibles. And it's going to be an awesome, awesome episode. Oh, that sounds fantastic. I love foraging from springtime when you can find morels and ramps and all of the berries that you can find. But, you know, you really have to be careful to make sure you identify these different items correctly so you don't pick a mushroom that may be a poisonous variety. So that's that's definitely going to be a, a beneficial podcast as well for people who are interested in foraging. Yeah, I totally agree. Tim is like this encyclopedia of knowledge of all of this plant life. So he does twice a year a workshop where he invites people either to his property or to Sky Meadow State Park, and he leads them on a foraging walk. And I, he invited me to come to one recently. So I went and I just couldn't believe, first of all, how many people showed up. It was incredible. It was like pouring rain all day. And I thought, oh, this is going to be such a waste of time because nobody's going to come. There were 25 people there who came out in the pouring rain um, because they didn't want to miss it. And we walked all around Sky Meadow State Park, and he was pointing out all the different plants that I have been walking past for years and years and years without ever paying attention to or giving a second thought. And he's pointing out like all the different properties and what they can be used for. And, you know, maybe something, you know, is a grain that you can harvest and make a bread out of and maybe something else you would boil and make a tea out of. And it, it, it's just amazing how many different uses some of these plants have too. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really excited about that. So some of the, the episodes that are coming out after the first and second, I don't know what order these are going to come out in. So that's still up in the air. But um, I definitely included topics that I got lots of feedback on. And one of those is dark skies. So um, I don't know if you have seen recently, but Virginia State Parks has added a couple of new international dark sky certified parks. So parks have to go through a certification process to be designated IDA is what it's called. Once they do that, then they can, you know, they can show off and brag about their their certification, but they have incorporated some really awesome ranger led programs and star parties and other events where people can come and stargaze in places where the skies are really dark and there's no light pollution like there are in so many parts of the state. So we have several designated areas areas around Virginia. And we're going to be talking about the the dark skies and, you know, why light pollution is a problem and what you can see um, when you don't have light pollution and how amazing our skies are. It's, it's something that's overhead that is definitely an outdoor adventure that sometimes gets overlooked. Right. And, and photographers are going to love to hear about that episode. Oh, absolutely. I mean, <laughs> the photography is stunning. It made me think I need to get a better wide angle lens so that I can um, be taking some pictures myself. Yeah. And then also, you know, I, I try very hard to make sure that I'm introducing people to new things that they might not have known about. And I think about like, some of the activities that I've started getting into that I never would have done before. Like, uh, for example, I'm, I've gotten into rock climbing quite a bit. And I never would have thought to 
to rock climb. If a friend of mine hadn't said to me, I want to try rock climbing. Do you want to go with me? It, it just, and it's not that I was against it or anything like that. I just had never even thought about it. And so I think it's important to introduce people to activities that are right here in their own backyard that they might not have considered before. And one of those is whitewater rafting. Have you ever been whitewater rafting? I have not been whitewater rafting, but I know a lot of it uh, goes on right here in downtown Richmond um, with, um, gosh, people go in the class three and four rapids down um, uh, Belle Isle. And yeah, it's it's a definitely a popular thing to go whitewater rafting. I see people who are in kayaks, who are in paddle boards, like trying to go over and do that. And of course, they all are fitted with helmets and everything. So they know what they're doing. I haven't been before, but I would love to try it. Yeah, I think we're going to have to go because in a couple of weeks, I am going whitewater rafting on the James in Richmond Ooh. with the James River Women group. And they are a group of women who got together a, a couple of years ago. They're experienced paddlers and they got together and are promoting, um, introducing paddling and whitewater rafting to people who have never tried it before. And so I'm super excited. There's going to be a rafting trip in a couple of weeks. It's a sunset paddle trip too, even better. And I, I think it's supposed to be like class two and three rapids. I've never done this before. I've, you know, I've had friends talk about it. I just have not never done it. So I'm a little bit nervous. I'm going to be honest, <laughs> but I'm really excited to do it. And uh, hopefully, and then they're going to come on the show and they're going to talk about it afterwards. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. And then for people who are maybe not so adventurous, um, there's also going to be an episode about kayaking Great Dismal Swamp. So do you know where Great Dismal Swamp is? I do. And it's been on my list. I actually haven't been there yet. Well, so you would absolutely love this, Jacqueline, because in the middle of the Great Dismal Swamp, there's a campground now and it's a paddling campground. So Ooh. you, yeah, you throw all your camping gear on your kayak or your canoe or whatever you're paddling in and you paddle into the campground. They've got like fire rings and places to set up your, your tent. They have screened in picnic pavilions and restrooms. And so uh, you paddle in and you camp and then you continue paddling through the Great Dismal Swamp. Um, it's an old canal system that was built a long time ago. So you you paddle, you paddle through the canal and it's several miles that you have to paddle. So I actually think it's fantastic that they have this campground because if you don't want to do all that paddling in one day, you can paddle in, you can camp, and then you know the next day or whenever you're ready to leave, paddle back out. So there's going to be an episode about that. And Great Dismal Swamp has so much history and is such a beautiful place. I had, I had the opportunity to paddle there this past spring and the sunsets are incredible and they have um, old bald cypress trees with all kinds of stories connected to them from the indigenous people to um, colonial times and it's just it, I, I, I can't wait to get this episode up just so that I can put the photos up of it oh. because it's so stunning. I can't even put it in words. Yeah. And I think I've read that the diversity of wildlife in that area is really spectacular as well. Yeah, no kidding. From birds to bears and everything in between. So that's going to be a good one. And then two more I'm going to mention. I won't I won't get into every episode, but this, these are sort of the highlights. Um, back to the idea of introducing people to things they might not ever thought about. Did you know that there are caves all over Virginia? Not just commercial caves, but like caves you can actually go exploring into? 
I did know that, actually. And they're mostly in the mountainous areas. And there are clubs and organizations called grottos that you can join. And, you know, these grottos are made up of members who go, ca they're cavers. Um, and they're pretty serious about their hobby and enjoy it. And I've had several opportunities now to join up with some folks who belong to a grotto and go caving. And it is the most otherworldly experience I've ever had. I mean, some people have been in the commercial caves around Virginia. When you think of like Luray Caverns or Shenandoah Caverns, um, and those are all really neat, but there's a pretty big difference between going into a commercial cave where you're just walking into a space that has been set up for visitors and for tourists and actually like putting on a jumpsuit and a helmet and, you know, getting lights and a backpack and boots and crawling through small spaces and, and, and uh, going down into the earth where it's dark and it's cold and you have to really be prepared and know what you're doing to be able to do it safely. Yeah, it, it's, I have never tried caving and that's kind of like one of it's not really a fear, but it's just one of those things kind of in the back of your head, like, what if the light goes out? You know, mm -hmm. what if you get lost and you're underground like that? But it's definitely something that adventure seekers would would be interested in trying. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are going to feel the way you feel. I know I kind of felt that way too. I'm a little claustrophobic. So I was really unsure if this was something I was going to like, you know, but there's plenty of opportunities to explore caves without having to get yourself in a situation that's too tight or makes you uncomfortable. And there's so many different caves in Virginia that the grottos can recommend beginner caving trips for people who don't want to do some of the advanced stuff or who aren't yet you know, experienced enough or prepared enough to do some of the advanced stuff. Um, but, you know, we're going to be talking in that episode about how you can access these caves um, appropriately and and through which is through grottos, not on your own, because it's it's it is dangerous. Like you said, um, you know, you don't want to go into a cave by yourself unprepared and um, putting yourself in a, in a dangerous situation. So we talk about what the experience of caving is like and how people can get into that if they're interested in it. Yeah, that sounds great. And definitely it sounds like if you're going to try that for the first time, you definitely need uh, an experienced guide that's going to point you in the right direction and, and give you all the important information you need to know. For sure. And then the last one I'm going to mention, this is very popular. It's, it's growing in popularity across the country, but it's especially popular in Virginia, and that's Jeep overlanding. Interesting. Jeep overlanding is yeah, your, your Jeep or vehicle gets outfitted for the backcountry and you can drive like, for example, through national forest roads and camp and the Jeep itself is outfitted with tents and um, food preparation setups and um, navigation and basically you it's like camping but camping on the move so you get in the jeep and you drive anywhere you want to go and the jeeps are able to go over big boulders and um you know up steep mountainsides and things that regular you know vehicles like our cars that we drive every day would not be able to go and then you camp for the night and the next day you know you can either you could stay if you, in the same place if you want or you can move on to the next location um, and all of this is being done back on forest roads 
in the mountains. And so you're enjoying the forest, you're enjoying stunning mountain views, you're enjoying, you know, the wildlife that's coming through and no crowds, you know, you're not limited to having to camp on a campground or someplace where there are a lot of people around. You have a lot of freedom to go anywhere you want. So I'm going to be doing that this fall with, um, with a company in Harrisonburg and they're going to, they're going to get me all suited up and I'm going to get to do that. And then we're going to have have uh, a conversation about it in a new episode. Yeah, I've seen a lot of these Jeep overlanding rigs out when you, you know, get out in the rural backcountry and you see them drive by in their rigs and you just stare in amazement like that looks really cool and I want to try it. So that's a little bit of an insight into season three. And I'm always open to people's um, suggestions for guests or for topics to cover or even locations to cover. So uh, if anybody has something that they want to send me, I'm definitely open to hearing hearing it. Jacqueline, this has been a really fun conversation and I want to make sure that listeners know how to follow you if they're interested in the content that you're putting out. So where can people connect with you? Uh, Instagram and Twitter, both at RVA Hiker Girl. And of course, uh, on my YouTube channel, RVA Hiker Girl as well. So pretty simple. (laughs) Or you could just Google me and a bunch of different uh, social media profiles will pop up. Awesome. And same goes for Virginia Outdoor Adventures. I will drop all of those links in the show notes. So if anybody's looking for them, all they have to do is go to the show notes section of their listening app, and they'll be able to click on your pages as well as the podcast social media pages. So we are Virginia Outdoor Adventures on Instagram and on Facebook, we're VAOA podcast, and that's VAOA podcast. So follow our VA hiker girl, and um, hopefully you're also following Virginia Outdoor Adventures. But Jacqueline, thanks so much for joining me on this um, trailer for season three. I'm super excited about it coming out. And I'm definitely honored that you came back onto the show to introduce folks to what's coming up. Oh, thank you so much for inviting me. I am always like eager and thrilled to be a part of your great podcast. And I'm excited about all of these new shows that are coming out and make sure you guys stay tuned and listen up for all these new episodes. Adventure on. Links and resources to everything discussed today are in the notes section of your listening app and on the website at virginiaoutdooradventures.com. If you enjoyed the show, please consider supporting me. The easiest and most impactful thing you can do is visit buymeacoffee.com backslash Jessica Bowser, where you can buy me a virtual coffee or sign up for a membership and receive a Virginia Outdoor Adventures vinyl sticker and a shout out on the show. I'm on a mission to build an outdoor community right here in Virginia. A donation or membership means you're supporting a local community of outdoor adventurers, a diverse platform that elevates everyone's voice, a resource of activities and locations close to home, local Virginia businesses, and women in podcasting and the outdoor industry. You can also support me by subscribing to the show on your listening app. Help spread the word by sharing the show or your favorite episode with friends or on social media. Last but not least, leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. I love hearing from my listeners. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Virginia Outdoor Adventures or on the website, virginiaoutdooradventures.com. Thanks for listening. Until next time, adventure on.